0: I'm Chris Ronzio, and this is Process Makes Perfect Daily. Welcome to today's episode.
1: This is your daily dose of the Process Makes Perfect podcast by Tranual. Let's get into it. In this excerpt from the Organized Chaos Consulting Show, Chris consults Eric Prospero the owner of an e-learning video production company. As he faces the challenge of hiring for a skill you don't know how to do yourself, they begin to discuss by assessing his company's marketing funnel and the hindrances preventing him from making this new hire.
0: You don't have to know how to do everything in the business. You just have to know the, if the results are good or bad. You know, what, what's, the, what's your expectation? And so, before we dig into actual sales, I would say let's talk through your marketing funnel of what's teeing up the sales. Because it sounds like you've got a high close rate, you've got a sales process. Are you, do you have enough leads to support a salesperson, or what's your what's your marketing funnel like?
1: For inbound leads, I would say no. Like honestly, it's if uh, for the appointments coming in right now, it shouldn't take me. I probably have like three or four appointments a week that I could easily close myself. Okay. Now they come from conferences, SEO and returning clients. Okay. So with those, that's actually kind of floating my business right now, but I'm hoping to, and, I, and it's kind of important in terms of the conversation of scalability. Like, should I even be pursuing a salesperson? Like, do do we really need that growth? where We're reaching out to people and pitching the service because yeah, we have a model that allows us to hire people, but I mean, like we have a, we have, currently have a building. It's not necessarily going to grow that quickly, right? Mm-hmm. It could create a new set of problems.
0: How, how big do you want to grow? I guess like, what what's your vision for the business?
1: Well, a year ago or a year and a half ago, we had a mantra of 200 ninjas in the office in five years. And it's funny though, because like literally this week I'm, I'm discovering how stupid of a goal that was. Uh, (laughs) The good thing is right right now we're about 55 people. And, um, can you hear me? Uh, your
0: screen froze. Oh, I can hear you. You're you're frozen too, but we'll see if it catches up. There you go. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, so right now we're about 50 people and Mm -hmm. I, we just closed USA Swimming. Autodesk is becoming a client, so we're getting all these like enterprise clients. And I think in about two months we'll be at seventy-five people. Now that was my initial vision for growth, but I started reading the book Profit First, and it's kind of like it's talking about all the frustrating cash flow problems that entrepreneurs have during that growth phase. And I'm realizing, you know what? Maybe maybe growth isn't the answer. <laughs> it's 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 kind of like this problem or this solution and problem to all of my, all of my issues in business.
0: Yeah. Well, what's, what sounds cool about your model is even if you've got those three or four calls coming in a week and you've got repeat business, it's like, you don't need a big top of funnel, Uh, a lead list in order to generate a base of business that's, that continues to grow. You know, if you're, if you're doing repeat business for customers, as long as you get those three every week, the business keeps growing and growing and growing and you add more people that can supply the the video production power. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so if you don't need to scale your funnel quickly to to the point that you have a huge outbound sales force and you're trying to create 50 deals a week, if that's not what you're aspiring to you, mm-hmm. and, and the, the path for your growth is let's just keep organically building this manageable, scalable business. Then your focus is more on the production end of the business, which it sounds like you've got dialed in, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, fully leveraged there. I'm not, I'm, I'm really involved. There's a few areas where we have to pull ourselves out of the project. And it's really just like the handoff between a larger client to the account manager. Yeah. We're still hand uh, handholding at that phase, but um, we're right now, we're really focusing on pulling ourselves out of that. But at, at some point too, like you uh, you kind of want to experience those larger clients before you let your team handle them. Uh, The good thing about our growth these past few years is we, yeah, we've grown in the amount of customers, but also the size. So we really wanted to have a more hands-on approach to them. Now our goal is okay. uh, Like now that we set the standard for types of customers that we have, we can teach somebody else to do that
0: yeah yeah so i guess that for for me that was true to a point as well you know when we first started out i was just doing all the demos and it was something like 40 a week it was crazy but that helped me dial in the process of what questions am i asking what are people asking me what are the common objections that people have how long should a demo be how do i show them just enough that they're mm-hmm. satiated but not overwhelmed you know so i kind of felt that out myself. Um, for for me, I didn't hire a salesperson first. I had like a an assistant turned project manager, turned operations manager, and she started taking those demos because mm-hmm. I just didn't have have time to do them anymore. And the process was just, here's how to do the initial call. Here's the questions to ask them. Here's the three outcomes that we're looking for at the end of this call. It's either a fit. And they sign up for trial, it's Mm -hmm. fit, but they need some other decision makers involved or it's not a fit, you know, it's it's like one of those. And so we had this loose process, but then she was able to take that and run with it. And so then as the company was growing, we did hire a sales rep and I felt the same way where when we would get a big logo come in, It was like oh i need to do that one you know like that's like we can't mess this up and so i would get get onto those calls but because i wasn't doing all the other ones i was like losing my touch a little bit you know i was (laughs) i was i was breaking the processes because it was like they're doing 50 of these a week and i'm like no I'm gonna do Adidas, (laughs) you know, and then and then uh, and then I come in and they're like, you forgot to say this, you forgot to say this, and I'm like, okay, I messed it up. So so now the we have two sales reps and they do all of them the first calls and they bring me into a second or a third call if if it's needed to close the deal. So so for me it was like let me get myself out of the initial processes and just kind of move further up the chain so that. Mm If, if they need me for something, they'll bring me in for the coaching, the training that they don't have. But otherwise, I want them to close the deals. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Process Makes Perfect Daily. We're releasing these mini episodes every Monday through Thursday. And be sure to catch our full length episodes every Friday. Tons more content, including video versions of everything over on YouTube at Chris Ronzio. And be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you.